Hello, uh, today I'm going to be taking you through a lovely book I found called Edgar Cayce's uh, Approach to the Rejuvenation of the Body. And forgive me, that's, uh, that's inverted, but um, it's a book, this is a book by John Van Alken. So it's not an Edgar Cayce book. Uh, it's a book written by someone who was a, uh, I'm looking for a better word than devotee, but someone who was very inspired by and loved the teachings and writings that came through Edgar Cayce. If you're new to Edgar Cayce, which you're probably not if you're watching this, but just if, in case you are, Edgar Cayce, depending on the semantics you want to give him, was a psychic, a channel, a medium, a trance medium that could put himself into a light sleep. He was actually called the, um, good morning everyone, uh, he was called the uh, sleeping prophet um, from Alabama originally. I believe settled in Virginia Beach, that's where the ARE Center is now. He gave something like, obviously, give or take, he gave something like 25,000 readings in his lifetime. Uh, I've heard that uh, one of them was incorrect because he read for someone who had a twin brother. <laughs> I love that. Um, someone not without his critics, of course, everyone's got critics, everyone loves to criticize. But um, Edgar Casey spoke to spoke to spoke to all elements and facets and sides of the human experience. Gave many predictions, most of which I don't know about. But I know about Edgar Casey. I'm, I'm familiar with Edgar Casey because of his because of what came through about supporting the human system. The uh, I've heard him connected with things like peanut oil, like. He, Gift, say, suggest peanut oil for all, all sorts of ailments and so on. But this book, uh, forgive me, it's inverted, but Rejuvenation of the Human Body came into my world at some point. I don't know where, I don't know where I got this from, who gave it to me, but I have it. And it's an unusual book, and if I'm doing these book reviews, I'd like to, I'd like to be showing you things that you're not, gonna, you're not gonna find everywhere. You're not gonna find everywhere. So, this book was published in 93. This guy, John Van Alken, I can't really find much on him. He, uh, judging from some of the time periods he talks about, he must have, must, have been in his, uh, must have been in his 60s when he wrote this, when he wrote this, and he put this together because, because he loved it. I don't feel ego when I read this book. Um, I don't really feel agenda other than a strong interest in supporting the human system. As I take you through this, bear in mind you're going to be hearing three voices. You're going to be hearing the voice of Edgar Casey and what came through him. You'll be hearing the voice of John Van Alken because he's the author. And of course you're hearing my voice because I need to give my perspective on it. I'm going to go through the, um, I'm going to go, th I'm going to, I'm going to take you through it in order. And my intention for sharing this is that, my hope rather, is that there's, you know, the one, two or three things that just kind of spark something in your mind that will support you physically, uh, holistically, I should say. That's the word of the day. So I'll go through the, uh, the principles of this and the principles of this, the mechanics of rejuvenation. He talks about diet, he talks about exercise and rest, he talks about meditation as well. This is not a vastly complicated body of work. I will say, in case I forget to say, there are some, uh, there are some pretty cool uh, illustrations in this book. That's part of this, the nervous system there. 
for, you know, for a, for a woo-woo book, <laughs> this, uh, this gets into some nitty-gritty. So, let me, let's just jump in talking about some of the principles here. Edgar Cayce, in terms of his, in terms of what came through him and him as a person, dealt in holism, okay? So it's not just dealing with one element of the body, one part of the body, one part of the system and psyche, it's all subsystems. That's where, that's where he, uh, that's, that's, that's what his, that's what his uh, uh, human physical ministry, as it were, was about, overall improvement. Uh, he was about improving from within. I picked out this quote and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, uh, here's the quote. You cannot cure a quinine mind. Quinine is uh, uh, one of the uh, cures for malaria. You cannot cure a quinine mind of malaria with anything but quinine. Okay? You cannot cure a quinine mind of malaria with anything but quinine. And what he's really saying there is he's talking about the human system of belief because if you're working with someone in any respect, in any trade, and they have a belief, whether it's right or wrong, true or false, you have to address it at the, you have to begin by addressing it at the level of that belief. Taking it higher, taking it upwards, taking it beyond, but you have to start there. And I really agree with that. Uh, he's talking about the reviving forces, the um, working with the natural sources of energies, energies plural, that, uh, that permeate the body, that activate it, that keep it alive. And I like to think of, I like to think of the body as, uh, maybe you played one of those video games where you had to get uh, a ball through uh, different, uh, different shapes and you had to align the shapes so that it would go through. I see the body a bit like that, but a vastly complicated version of it. And all these energies that, uh, all these higher energies, because of course there are higher energies because we wouldn't be alive if there wasn't. Look at, look at being alive for a moment, it's, it's phenomenal. I look at being alive like that. All sorts of higher energies that go into the uh, uh, perpetuation of our life. And to what degree our body is in good, good holistic shape or not, we can receive those. Okay. Uh, and he says that, and he says that quietness, quietness in any activity will, will expand and open up to that. Quietness in any activity, driving, talking, teaching, quietness in anything. Now, he goes on to talk about the right mental attitude. Bear in mind this was written, sorry, bear in mind the source material is a good hundred years old. And we, our semantics, especially in 2020, are, are vastly different. Right mental attitude. I'm going to read you out something from here about that. Um, our actions must reflect our deepest beliefs and values. If they do, then the life force can flow through us without getting meshed in a web of hypocrisy, contradiction, and disharmony. Okay? Now, if you're watching this right now, then you're on social media just like I am, and you'll know, you'll know how much is being flung around, how much opinions, um, how much opinions and judgments and so on is getting flung around right now. And so it's our choice if we want to uh, connect with that, engage with it, take it on, and so on. Or are we gonna, are we gonna be aware of what our values are, what our principles are, and? align with that and attend to what is ours to attend to. I hope that makes sense. 
Uh, let me just say a little bit more here. He often identified in coordination of the two nervous systems, that's the central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system, as one of the major causes of illnesses, equating it with the two parts of ourselves, the inner and the outer, being at war with one another. Okay, so in our, in our modern vernacular, we would say things like incongruence. Well, I would anyway. <laughs> um, he talks about the, he talks about the, uh, uh, quote, destruction of blood forces, okay, so we can, we can create blood in our body, we can destroy it by the suppression of the self, okay? So it's suppression of the self would be not speaking your mind and heart when you need and want to, um, not following your, your heart's calling in life, and it's a challenge for all of us, but, but, but to suppress oneself, to, to willfully hold one's back is to destroy the body. That's what he's saying here. He goes on to talk about a seven-year cycle of renewal of the body. I think that's a known thing now. I think we all know that. John van Alken, he talks about, um, he talks about having taken himself through four different cycles of this. So it's 28 years, isn't it? Four different cycles of seven years. And the, the important thing here is that if we've got a belief, when we do, we've got tons of beliefs, don't we? We've got tons of beliefs about ourselves, the world, what, what, what should, shouldn't be. If we want to change that, and we know that in seven years' time from this moment, we're going to have an entirely new body, we can choose to, we can choose new at any point. And it's about the next choosing of that new moment. And you keep doing that, you will have new beliefs. Um, we all at some point talk about patterns. We all at some point talk about uh, why am I blocked by this? Why am I resistant to that? If you think about, we'll have an entirely new all of this in, in, uh, in seven years' time, then, then uh, that's something to celebrate, isn't it? Okay. In this book, he speaks a lot about attunement. And it's an important thing. Looking for the next sentence here. <laughs> so much I want to say. If you hear, if you if you associate the uh, expression "woo woo" with the expression "attunement," then that's not where I'm going with this. That's not where I'm going with this. Let's say you run a business, or you or you want to you want to physically change your shape in some way and exercise, attuning to the things in life that will will support and enhance that, then will make it happen faster. Of course it will. Of course it will. Of course it will. That's a basic manifestation there. So, he's talking about attuning, tuning the mind, uh, emotions, body, all of it, tuning all of it to the higher vibratory, vibratory forces uh, in our body and in the universe, wherever they may be, wherever they may be. And it's tremendously important. Because if we are the vessel, if we are the holders of, of, um, of high energy, and we must be because if that wasn't in our body, if that wasn't in my body, I'd be dead right now, then the more that we're looking for it and tuning ourselves to it, like you would tune an instrument, the more we can receive. The more we can receive, the better this all functions. And not just this, but the things you want to happen in relationships, all of it. I'm very interested in attunement in, in general. 
in general. Uh, it goes along with it goes along with what we what we think about, of course, but it's more than that. It is more than that. So, if you're interested in this type of stuff right now, I would just can I offer to you to maybe write that word down on a on a on a post-it note or something like that. Have it around because it's an activator. It's an activator. That word by itself is an activator. Okay. Uh, moving on then, uh, the second chapter is about the me mechanics of rejuvenation. And here John Van Alken is getting, um, is getting into the physicality of the body. And he's talking about the, the, the <laughs> uh, my accent is, is changing as the years go by. I still want to say the circulatory system because that's how we say it in England. <laughs> but you, say, you would say the circulatory system, wouldn't you? Anyway, the blood, the nervous system and the endocrine system. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really condense this now because uh, he gets into, he gets into, uh, John Van Alken gets into the, some of the, some of the, uh, some of the, some of the biology here, and it's, and it's not completely relevant to this, this conversation. Anyway, in terms of the blood system, which is tremendously important in. Uh, mentioned a lot in Casey's writings. We talk about vitalizing it, we're talking about ionizing it, that's I-O-N and the electrical activity. We're talking about ionizing it, that's I-R-O-N, <laughs> and carbonizing it or oxidizing it maybe. He talks about the he talks about the lymph system as well. And bear in mind again, this is a hundred years ago. The lymph system in terms of exercising, exer exercising and massaging. Um, getting getting fluid moving through the system so maybe that's another one for you as well remembering remembering the lymph system the lymph nodules as well in terms of the in terms of the nervous system that's a central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system he talks about the body-mind connection that it's not it's not singular it's not one thing forgive me for being a parrot here but again this was a hundred years ago it's a hundred years ago. Part of the reason I want to do this right now today is to, you know, is to, is to celebrate, to acknowledge Edward, uh, Edgar Casey and and the phenomenal work that came through him. Whatever you think about him, whatever you think about him, looking at the endocrine system, the glands, uh, he he's mentioning that there's a tremendous amount on the the endocrine system in here. He's talking about the feedback relationship, the the regulation of the body through that. To take a tangent here, just as out of interest about Edgar Casey and what was recommended. Now, this isn't something you'd go and do, but he uh, he would recommend. I think I think through his work he constructed it a radial device that actually used the voltage of the skin to regulate um, to regulate bioelectrical imbalances in the body. A radial device it was called, and someone else developed. Uh, something called a wet cell battery, which actually did emit a voltage and did did do the same kind of thing. John Van Alken's writing this in the 80s and 90s from something that had been written decades before that. We've got all sorts of things. We've got all sorts of things in this day and age that that could probably do better than that. I'm trying to think. I used to I used to go for it. Biofeedback. I think that's what it was called. Biofeedback. Uh, that 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 stuff is pretty amazing. And uh, in, in, in what we're looking for, what we're looking for here, is an overall coordination of body systems and subsystems, and how we can how we can help that. All right. 
Um, so then he talks about diet, and Edgar Casey was big on food as a medicine. Food on a medicine, as, as medicine. Uh, so, so uh, if, if we're eating something, we're looking to build, we're looking to build blood vessels, we're looking to build nerves, nerve tissue. You talk about foods that would appear above the ground, you know, leafy greens, something that you know this stuff, don't you, you know this stuff. Uh, while he was recommending fish, in this day and age, of course, of course we don't know where fish comes from, or well, we do know where fish comes from, but, but fish isn't as uh, maybe clean as it was decades ago. Uh, it talks about eating raw vegetables, raw greens, raw greens once a day. He was against over, over, over stimulation, and that's sugar, refined sugar, uh, alcohol, and fried food. Fried food. I like fried food. <laughs> um, I'm going to get on to alkalinity in a second. Uh, forgive my accent, then we got vitamins. Again, about replenishing the blood supply, he talks about uh, vitamin E, not just, not just A and B, uh, but also regulating varying vitamin E intake. I don't, suppose, I don't expect anyone watching listening to me right now to go out and do this, and of course you'd go on your feelings or you'd ask your doctor and, and, and anything. It's more, it's more, it's more, it's more just of interest of this body. Interestingly enough for me, he talks about he talks about in this book, Edgar Casey talks about something I would I would understand as methylation. Because he says he says don't just go and don't just go and take lots and lots of uh, B vitamins and B complexes and so on. You've got to work with what your body's going to receive. It's methylation, isn't it? And again, this is very, very ahead of his time to be talking about this. Um, in terms of acid, excuse me, acidity and alkalinity, also very ahead of his time, recommending the raw greens, not recommending fried food for that. With a digestive system, there's a tremendous amount on that as well, so I'm just going to sum up. Uh, he's recommending food selection first, right? So, so rather, than, rather than dealing with something after the event, actually, actually looking at what you eat rather than what, how your body is working with what you've eaten. And the vagus nerve has gotten very vogue, hasn't it, in, in recent times. Um, a, a, a tremendously important uh, part of the central nervous system. And he mentions it in here. I love that. Absolutely love it. Let's see what else. Oh, okay. Then on to, on to exercise and rest. Not a tremendous amount talked about uh, on this. Uh, uh, something I love about Edgar Casey, you probably do as well, is some of the verbiage. It's a little archaic now for, for our times, but it's, uh, I like the, uh, I like, I like how, I like the, I like how classical it is. I like the innocence of it. I like the innocence of it. Um, so, uh, so, so anyway, talking about going out, to, uh, getting fresh air and the concept of nature's carers, like it's all out there. There's a window here. It's all out there. All the stuff we need is out there. It's not in here. Um, Going outside, your lungs, your lungs let go of carbon, of course you oxygenate the blood, you know this. Uh, he would talk about sleep, uh, let me quote this, sleep is the building time of the physical forces to give and partake of rejuvenated expression. We all know that sleep is a, is a uh, rejuvenating experience. Uh, I, can be, I can be guilty of uh, 
I can be guilty of, of um, going short on sleep myself, honestly. Got up at five this morning. <laughs> not the greatest, uh, not the greatest uh, example of that. So I'm going off paper today, I just thought I would. All right, the last thing I'm gonna talk about is meditation. Meditation's a charged word, we've all got our own opinions about it, okay? Meditation. By meditation, he's talking about something that gets you in an altered state. So he's not talking about working from this consciousness right now that we're in and changing this. He's talking about, he's talking about, uh, he's talking about going into another state of consciousness because of what happens there. Some of this has gotten a lot more widely known more in the last 10, 15 years. Like you might know about, you might be familiar with uh, alpha waves and, 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 uh, the, the five, ten minutes or so it takes to shift into from beta to alpha. Now that really wasn't widely known 20 years ago. He's talking about attuning the self to higher vibrations. Again, working with the central nervous system, the autonomic system. And there's two types of meditation that's talked about in here. Um, he, calls, he calls one the magic silence and the other is the kundalini. So I'm going to talk about the magic silence one. You've all heard, you've all heard a trillion times, be still and know God. So this is, I'm going to just convey to you how, I'm going to convey to you how it's conveyed in this book, the meditation of be still and know God. I'm going to try and do this. <laughs> if I say be still, and on the still you breathe in, and you breathe out, you allow a pause, and then you've got no God, and you breathe in on the God, breathe out on the God. You might like to do this with me now, so you're breathing in on the second word. So be still. God now perhaps you can feel that I think you can so consider doing that well, I'm not let's not give a number to it but consider doing that until you don't want to a good case we talk about meditating for an hour I and mean, you'd like it and enjoy it magic of silence and as I said earlier silence holds in it all the vibratory elements that will um, that will power the body it talks about um, Kundalini powerful Kundalini in here as well now you may have a you may have a you may have a charge with that word you may have a particular reference with that word as well with Kundalini as I'm gonna convey this to you now we're not talking about that specific type of yoga wear white hats. The Kundalini experience can happen, probably does happen to everyone at some point in their life. But we're talking about, we're talking about actively allowing uh, a greater energy into our body. Not talking about channeling, we're talking about actively allowing a greater energy into our body. And that's, this isn't a, that's not a five minute, that's not a five minute do it while you're cooking pasta thing. That's a, that's a do it while you're, do it once you're confident and familiar with your energy anatomy. 
because it is very powerful. In terms of the breath and that, should this spark you to want to look into Kundalini, we're looking at opening and strengthening the breath, we're looking at rising, the rising breath and the descending breath. We could talk all week about the breath, couldn't we? Last thing I want to say, and I might post this later on, his or, or spirit working through Edgar Casey had a slightly, uh, a, a very slightly differentiated version of the seven chakra system that we do. Like this was the this was the first one, this was the second one, and in in um, at the end of this book when he's talking about prayer, he it's explained how the Lord's prayer. Uh, the Lord's Prayer actually superimposes on the seven energy systems. It would be a little complicated for me to read this out to you because really you, you kind of need to read it yourself. I think I'll post it later. Um, but that really, that really is all I've got to say about this. Um, this, is, this is the book, um, Edgar Casey's Approach to Rejuvenation of the Body. I know it's backwards. I could have done something about that. I know how to do it now, but I didn't. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know who gave it to me years ago. But there's, I, I, hope, I hope that in listening to this, there's been a, a couple of nuggets for you to, to, um, to apply for yourself. Whether it's getting outside, whether it's greens, whether it's acidity, alkalinity, um, whether it's ionizing, ionizing, the, the, the blood and central nervous system in some way. I hope there's been something for you in that. Um, there's so much, so much wonderful, wonderful information and positivity that came from, through Edgar Casey. Last thing I'll say about him is uh, in between, in between Edgar Casey being Edgar Casey and a prior lifetime of him being an Atlantean priest, apparently he was a gambler in the Wild West. <laughs> and I love that because it shows that none of us are perfect. We all, uh, our souls all uh, need to create the experiences we need to create. There we go. Anyway, you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, Debbie, I shall post that uh, later on. You have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. And um, uh, I will, oh, oh yeah. Monday I'll be doing a new moon meditation, so I'll be doing the readings on Tuesday at this time. It's slightly different this week. Anyway, my um, love to you, God bless, and um, see you again.